Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Divine Psilocybin here. And uh, today on this episode, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Hope you guys are having some good holidays. Um, most of you guys, I guess, will be listening to this after Christmas. But, you know, looking forward to the new year and that kind of stuff. And maybe this episode, I want to go over being being spiritual. You know, as you're going forward into the next year, I know that's what a lot of people are striving for they're striving for striving for it right now and i think going forward they're also going to continue to be striving for it uh are striving for it to be more spiritual in their just day-to-day life and and what does that you know what does that even mean you know and so maybe that's some of the topics that we'll we'll kind of explore today uh i have listener support turned on so if anybody uh you know be like to help me out help out with the podcast uh the links in the description got uh the next two episodes planned out the next episode uh people have been asking or a few people have asked um through email they've asked for me to go over more of a uh an entire life story kind of just uh tell you guys you know everything that i've done prior to to starting the mushrooms and and the trips and so so that's gonna be the next episode i also have an idea for another video episode uh, if you guys missed it the the video episode uh the first one is up it is for free it is on spotify so if you guys want to go on over there you guys can watch the first free video and you guys can see my face <laughs> so uh, if you guys missed that anyways all right so let, let's get started one of the things that, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot on the mushrooms lately, especially with all my preaching and everything like that, is how grounded this stuff should be. You know, it, sh- it, should, it should be affecting your life, and it should be visual. It should be like on a day-to-day basis, you should be feeling like a difference. So if you're heading down the right path... It should have some practical applications in your life, you know. It, it shouldn't just be something that is just in your head and everything like that, but it doesn't, you know, solidify itself in your life. And so that's kind of what you want to do when you're when you're talking about, you know, being spiritual. Now, what being spiritual? Here's a couple warnings. What spiritualism is not is it's not um having crystals and having chakra posters on your wall and having symbols on your wall and having psychedelic art everywhere <laughs> that's not being spiritual it's not, it's great if you like that stuff you know and that just happens to be what you like that's fine but being spiritual is 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 something far more like I said, grounded, it's something where you have these values concretely deciphered in your head and you've, you've made a decision on how you're going to interact in the world. And, and you're going to do that not just based off the whims of your body, of your, you know, your flesh or whatever like that, but you're actually, you've put together in your mind and, and you've put together in your spirit, you know, where and how you're going to, you know, do things. And you see things like, things like crystals, 
things like you know just any of these like like feathers and I, you know I've got them I've, I've got a few crystals I've got a few you know feathers on these um on rattles these Native American rattles I've I've made I've I've got seashells and stuff like that and a lot of that stuff you know the thing that you have to realize is those things in and of themselves don't hold any power like uh, you know I've got a I've got a um a smudge kit you know I've got actually got two smudge kits but and we've used them before and you just have to realize that it's it's not the things themselves you know the crystals are just you know they're the same of they're of this earth you know they're just material uh, same as anything else you know and it's not them that holds the power it's you and your mind that holds the power it's your mind and your memory or your use of your mind to work with you know something like that if you're going to use something like that like crystals or or you know smudge kits or rattles or whatever they are you know um it's just the same when you're on your trip with any of your other stuff you have your comfort blanket right well the comfort blanket really isn't anything special it's it's really just a blanket but it but it comforts you because of the way it feels the way you hold it the you know the way it warms you up the all these other things these physical things and it's your mind that takes that and will push it and pull it out wherever it wants to go so so being spiritual is not just having these things you know that's that's like doing it just for show you know i've got i've got a lot of things in my um you know in my trip room that they're not individually uh, in and of themselves necessarily spiritual it's me looking at them reminding myself of something or remembering something like i've got i've got i've got a couple paintings of jesus you know and um like i got this one where he's on a he's on the boat and in the sea and uh there's like a storm and everything and he's calm and all the disciples are freaking out and (laughs) so it's I look at the painting when I'm tripping and it reminds me of the story and it calms me down, you know, because I'm remembering of how Jesus was saying, hey, look, when a storm comes, you get, you know, just stay calm, you know, don't panic. (laughs) So that's the kind of stuff that you want to um, be thinking about spiritually when you're thinking about these kind of stuff, you know, let's talk, uh, now let's, let's get a little bit more gritty and into the Bible, you know, Jesus, everybody likes to quote, you know, John three sixteen was, it's gotta be the most, you know, famous Bible verse that there is like the, the fundamentalists love to tout it. And the thing is, they don't talk about the context behind the damn, uh, the damn verse you know there's there's a whole story that leads up to jesus saying that he's talking to a pharisee and he's explaining to him how you have to become spiritual how you have to be reborn you know you have to be born of the spirit and so there's a lot more to it and it really it really irks me when people just use these one you know little verses and pull them out and some of them are good like there's a reason john 3 316 is so famous it's because it is a good one to pull out but 
there's so much more to it. You know, there's so much more to it than just that one verse. You've got to, you know, dig in a little deeper. So let's talk about thinking and how to get more spiritual and everything like this. Now, look, my examples are my examples. You know, you you can go down and decide whatever's right for you. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to do it exactly the way that I do it, you know, and you, you don't have to come to the same conclusions I do, you know, if you guys think differently. I hope what I can convey across in these, you know, what I'm conveying across in these podcasts and hopefully in this little message here is that it's how to figure out where to go, you know. Um, it's, it's learning to steer the boat, you know, that's what I talk about with the trips, you know, you're learning to steer the ship. You're learning to steer the boat. You're, that's what you want to do. You can decide where you want to go. I know, you know, I've got my own places where I like to go, you know, where I want to go. And, you know, and I'll tell you where I go and everything like that. But really, really what you want to learn how to do is you want to learn how to steer the boat. Because that's where, that's where it's the most powerful when you have the choice to go wherever you want to go. So... Anyways, I think this is how it works. So, I think that what what you need to do is it's it's a mix of everything. It's a mix of your mind. It's a mix of you know your heart. It's a mix of your consciousness and your conscience. And you gotta kind of bring them all together. You know, it's a little bit of feeling it out. You know, does that feel right? But also. You got to use some logic with it too, because sometimes some things could feel right, but the logic is way off. And so you got to mix it all together, and you got to make sure it's solid on all fronts, you know. And so, what you want to do is you want to take a value of yours, something like, okay, you don't believe in stealing, right? And you want to take that idea of that you don't believe in stealing, and you want to. Unravel it out to extreme scenarios in which most people you would think would just be like, okay, well, it's okay to steal in that instance, you know. And you got to decide and determine on whether or not you actually believe in no stealing, no matter what. And so, so in this, here's an example. You know, imagine we have a post-apocalyptic scenario, and there's a family. You're 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 starving to death, and you come across a family who has some food. The problem is they only have enough food for themselves. If they give you any food, they're gonna starve to death, right? So you have a choice. You know, you could steal their food from them, and then they would die, and you would survive. Or, you know, even though you're starving, even though you're gonna die, you're gonna hold to your value and not steal from them. You know. And in turn, essentially kill them, I guess. So, I mean, I, I guess that's adding in a little bit more, as you know. But you know, that's that's how you want to that's how you want to look at these things. That's how you want to determine how far your values are going to hold up. And then, and then you have to decide to actually stick to it. You know, then you actually have to decide. Hey, I am not going to break my my own rules. You know. The the rules that I feel are correct, I'm not going to break them, no matter what, you know. And because I've already thought about it, I've already thought about if this scenario comes up, am I going to break my rule? 
and it's easy to figure out you know if you've decided you're not going to break your rule in an extreme case then it's a lot easier to say um you know i'm not going to break my rule in an easy case so you know you can look at that and wrestle with it and you can kind of come up with uh you know where you think the value lies at and how how are you going to determine you know how how's it going to be and i, I want to be clear this is something i want i wanted to talk about here you know the fundamentalists and you know there there are there are a lot of christian organizations out there who really try to lay down these laws and say that like if you just if you break this law you're going to hell you know what i mean and that's just not what jesus preached at all you know jesus was constantly preaching to the pharisees that the that the law was not written in stone and instead it is written on your heart so if you're reading the bible and what you're trying to do is take out these individual laws based on things that jesus said you know and you're trying to use them you know to come up with this like grounded written structure that's not right you're making the same mistake that the pharisees made the pharisees made the mistake you know this is what jesus was telling them that the pharisees made the mistake of just saying that the laws are written out like this this is how we're going to do them and we're not going to change it and that's our salvation right whereas jesus said no 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 you know the laws written on your heart you should be doing you know what is right you know not what is written down and so that's that's the same mistake that a lot of fundamentalist christians make today is they want to take the bible and they want to turn it into a book of rules and that's not what it is you know in in jesus you know you're supposed to be free you're supposed to you know you're supposed to be um you know not laid down heavy with burdens of of how these laws are and you have to constantly be looking over your shoulder making sure that you're not breaking one of these laws you know and you know and the, and the problem is you know obviously people have different interpretations of these laws and everything like that I'm going to give you an example here. So the Pharisees at one point in time came to Jesus and they asked him about marriage and divorce. And the reason they asked him is because in uh in Deuteronomy Moses had written a law saying that if you get divorced, you have to the man has to write the female or the I'm sorry, the yeah, the man has to write the woman the a certificate actually saying that she really was divorced that way if she did find somebody else you know and she wanted to get married that guy would know for certain hey she really is divorced she really is free to get married again you know and so the pharisees were asking jesus you know when is it okay for someone to get divorced is it okay for a man just to divorce you know a woman for any reason whatsoever or you know did there have to be like a law broken did did the woman have to commit adultery or you know or did the man commit, commit adultery or whatever you know um what's 
you know, the basis for it. And so Jesus put this really simple answer out, you know, he said, it, well, it sounds simple, but it's actually way more complex than people make it out to be. The, he said that what God has brought together, let no man separate, right? Meaning, right, if God brings two people together, they get married and everything like that, then, you know, man shouldn't separate them, you know, at no point in time should the guy divorce the girl. Now, here's the interesting, what the fundamentalists do is they take this verse and they like to use it to say that Jesus was saying that you can't get divorced no matter what. Now, this isn't right. I don't think this is an appropriate interpretation because there's a lot of things that Jesus didn't say. Jesus didn't say what man has brought together, let no man separate. He also didn't say what man has brought together, God couldn't separate. And he also didn't say what God brought together, God couldn't separate. Right? So there's three things there. We, we can go over them a little more in-depthly here, right? So people can get married for all sorts of reasons. You know, you can get married for money. You can get married for status you can get married for out of spite or revenge for somebody else maybe you know somebody you know your partner's parents or somebody else that loved your partner you know and maybe you swooped in and stole them just because you wanted that trophy wife or something like that or so there's all sorts of reasons why people can get married right and those reasons aren't from god you know, if you're getting married for money, that I don't think that's a marriage from God. And in that case, I would say not only can man separate that, but, you know, obviously God can separate that. You know, and then there's the other thing that if if God brings two people together, you know, can God then separate them? You know, I definitely think that's a case. He can definitely do that. You know, if, if God decides, you know, like uh, he wants to do something else, you know, why wouldn't he be able to separate them? So, so these are, these are those things where and it's interesting because a lot of people take these instances where the Pharisees are talking to Jesus and it, a lot of people point out that they're, they're tricks, you know, Jesus is basically tricking them, you know, and, uh, basically explaining to them, you know, how they just, like, don't even have it right at all, you know, and so I think in this case, you know, it was the same thing, I think it was, I think he's still tricking people today, I think people want to read it, and they want to try to turn it into a law, they want to try to turn it into a black and white situation where it's just like, yeah, you know, no such thing as divorce, you know, and it's like, that's not, not only is that not realistic, it just, I, I just don't think that Jesus was talking about it in that context. I think he was talking about, you know, if God brings two people together, you know, he's not talking if man, if, if a man and a woman decide to get married for money, you know what I mean, to increase their wealth or increase their status, you know, things like Hollywood actors and everything like that. Is that a real marriage or is that, you know, something just for show? That's not a marriage, you know, like a real marriage, you know, is going to have much more to it. It's where two people are like really 
you know, really love each other and really willing to do whatever it takes to help each other out and to and to create something, create a family and things like that, you know. It's a much more powerful message too. Just think about think about how much more grounded that message is and how much more powerful it is instead of these rules of oh you got married so you can't get married again you know or you can't get a divorce or you know think about how much more powerful it is to say that you know if if there's love between you and someone else and you guys decide you know that you guys are really gonna work together you guys are really gonna help each other out you guys are really gonna give it your all you know think about how much more powerful it is and how much more of an actual grounded life you know changing it's going to be that's how a marriage should be you know so sorry i got off, i guess i got off the spiritualism a little bit and into this marriage little sidetrack here but i i hope you get how it how it works out you can see how i think and this is what i think it means to be spiritual is to think about these things to meditate on them to dwell on them to understand you know how much more like realistic and grounded and how much more loving and powerful the message can be you know if you sit there and if you if you decide to look at it that way you know i mean it's it's you it's your choice you know to sit there and and, and look at it you know how you want to look at it and like i said there there are other you know, obviously, um, there are other holy texts, and, and you know, you want to go through, and if you want to read them, and you know, discern what you want to get out of them. You know, the point is, is you want to take these messages, these values, and you want to try to elevate them. You want to, you want to think in extremes. You know, you want to pull out as far of an extreme of an event that's also realistic it does have to be kind of realistic i guess um you know i guess you could push it out into the into into the unrealistic territory but it might be more practical to stick with the realistic stuff at first like stick to this world and then maybe maybe later on push it into a different world (laughs) you know if you if you feel like doing that i don't know how much that's really going to matter because you know, Jesus talked about marriage, you know, in, in the in the afterlife is basically there isn't going to be marriage, you know. And so a lot of it's interesting. A lot of people take that as basically you're just going to be able to have sex with whoever or whatever. Or or maybe a lot of other people take it the way is that just sex won't just even matter. Like you won't, you know, there's nothing to it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's take quick break right here i'll come on back and uh, we'll continue along this path i want to talk a little bit more about where i think the united states is heading a lot of people are talking about this 5d earth a lot of people are talking about uh, the way the world is changing everything you know post-covid and the walkouts the the massive amount of people that aren't actually working anymore there's a lot of people going homesteading so we'll, we'll dig into a little bit of that and why i think that's going on coming up next and also this will help to understand why it's a good idea to be spiritual coming up in the in the next year so all right be right back
Hey guys, welcome back. I'd um, well, I'd like to start off by saying, if you're still listening, thank you guys so much. I notice there's a lot of people. I take a look at my statistics quite often. There's a lot of people that listen to my episodes all the way through, and I just cannot express like how awesome I think that is. How just like I'm in total shock that anybody listens to me at all and I'm really surprised at the numbers we have you know we've passed over 40,000 listens or something like that um so thank you guys so so much if you're still listening so anyways let's get back on into it so I don't know you guys kind of been looking around the world right now a lot of people are talking about this 5D earth or these um dimension jumping type stuff um there's a lot of this stuff out there right now and a lot of people know and they're all getting the inkling and i know i've gotten the inkling i've been saying it since i've been doing the mushrooms there is something coming something big is coming and it's what's coming is going to change the world you know what i mean now a lot of people think it's going to be something good something magical you know and i don't i don't know about that i i honestly i think because of the message that that i've been getting from the mushrooms lately of how grounded these things should be how realistic they should be you know revelations in the bible is written there's dragons and things like that popping up out of the ocean i don't think that's what's going to happen i think that what's going to happen is going to be so horrific and so grounded that you're going to be wishing that it was a dragon coming out of the sea, you know? And there, it's like there's there's going to be no other way to write about it. I think that's the majority of actually what happens in the Bible. I think the things that happen were actually more more of miracles than they actually can write. It's like, this is what we found out on the mushrooms. When we take the mushrooms, you know, and we have these experiences, it's so difficult to describe them. You know, you're trying to trying to describe what actually happened in your trip, and you don't have the words for it. And I think that's what happens a lot of the times, especially on books like Revelation. You know, it's these incredible things that they don't have any other way of describing other than the ones that they had and they just did the absolute best they could you know and so and they had to you know embellish in parts and 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 use mythological figures in order to describe what's actually going on you know because uh it's just not it's not describable in any other way so or at least not in so short it would just it, it wouldn't it wouldn't come across and nobody would read it if it was you know actually laid out you know in the appropriate context and so anyways i think what's going to happen is probably something like the fall of the united states you know like a absolute complete collapse you know i think basically we can look back at history and we can see how basically every major civilization has fallen. They always do. Every major civilization, it builds itself up to a certain point, you know, and eventually it has to fall. And it's because of what 
the civilization is built on. The civilization is doing good, you know, when it's built on values, when it's built on, you know, people believing in certain things and deciding that's the direction. They go. Nowadays, what you have is you have a lot of people that aren't for sure what they believe, you know, or they just believe in something like money. You know, there's especially at the top, you know, I mean, I, I love Shark Tank, but think about what like Mr. Wonderful says, you know, he believes in money, you know, and the problem with money is money is not real. It's not real. It's just made up numbers that we as a society have agreed to play along with, you know, there's it, it's just paper, right? It's just paper or it's just cheap coins, right? Uh, and we have decided to assign a value to it based on how hard we work, right? But the problem is, is the people at the top have changed the rules so much so that the people on the bottom feel like it's no longer worth their time to work that hard for as much money as they're getting, right? You have... This is why there's like this major walkout where in the United States where people just are deciding to quit their their jobs and because they're realizing one they realize they can survive on a lot less than they than they could have because you know COVID has kind of taught them that well okay you know we can you know we don't have to go out all the time we can save money by buying you know better food you know at the supermarket and everything like that and you know hits the restaurants hard and so and the just the way that uh, we're all interacting with each other now it just kind of shows us it's shown a lot of people that they had more than they really needed and they can get along just fine with less stuff it's like you know why do i <laughs> why do i need a home theater system you know when I can use my living room as the same thing <laughs> and then I could use it for multiple purposes as well you know so you don't need as much as you think you need and a lot of people right now are figuring out how to go independent how to go off grid or go homesteading or something like that there's a ton of videos that I've been seeing lately you know, of these people that have bought land and they've decided to go out there and, you know, you can you can build a nice, decent house using some not-too-expensive technology to create all the modern luxuries that you have right now. Nothing more, you know, but nothing less. You know, you can still have, you can go out there and you can get plumbing, you can get... Um, electricity you can get solar panels and things like that and so people are figuring that out you know it's like okay so if i go out buy some cheap land out in the middle of the wilderness i might not have cell phone coverage but you know you can still get you know everything else you need and why do i need you know some of the some of the things that i have why do i need it some of the things what can i cut out so anyways i think this has a trickle down effect a lot of people are kind of sitting there saying that, well, what this means is that, well, let, let me go over a scenario where the, the situation could, could be fixed, basically. Basically, if the 
companies and the government that are running everything, if they realize, okay, we aren't going to be able to survive without the bottom, without people actually working for us, then they could course correct and fix it and start treating their employees right and start treating the people right. And, you know, the government could start working for the people. And in that case, things would be fixed. And, you know, then the government would survive. But the problem is, the problem is, is people at the top are so prideful, you know. And I've seen this even just in my time in the government that I had, you know, when I was in the army, also when I was a police officer. You see it that these people at the top have so much pride they're not willing to admit when they're wrong you know and they're willing to do whatever they have to do to maintain their power so it's like values are out the window they don't care about values they just care about making sure that they stay on top making sure that they continue to have what they have but the problem is is you know this is what this is the bottom is what holds them up so if the bottom disappears then everything else comes crumbling down that's above it so once workers start you know leaving restaurants and the restaurant can't stay open and then the company is paying for that plot of land but they're not making any money off that built you know the building and the and all the supplies and stuff that they have inside of it you know and making sure that their bills are all paid and everything like that and it's a compounding effect you know that the economy is going to compound where this company is going to have problems and then that company is going to have problems and everything's going to affect everybody else and so like when the united states collapses you're going to have other countries that are also going to eat it because they rely on import and exports with the United States, right? So it's a, it's this whole domino effect of one thing falls and then everything else goes with it. And so I think it's more likely what's going to happen is a lot, a lot of bad stuff is going to happen first. And I'm sure something great is going to come out of it in the end. But uh, there's going to be – the system's going to fight back, you know? People aren't going to know how to survive without money, you know? And uh, so the system will fight back. But, uh, you know, hopefully in the end, it'll all come together and and we'll have a great outcome. So, I don't know. I think spiritually this is what you got to be prepared for. This is what you got to kind of see. You got to kind of see the writing on the wall of what's going to happen, you know? We're... United States has been around for a long time. It's having some major problems. These major problems compound and get worse. And, you know, other civilization or other countries are affected as well. And so spiritually, you got to realize, okay, what am I willing to do? What, uh, what am I going to do? You know, where, where are my, where do my loyalties lie? You know, and, you know, you've got to, determine this ahead of time because you don't want to be caught out in these situations and not have an answer you know you want to have the answer ahead of time that way you can go in prepared you know and so then when it happens you ain't going to be struggling i sit there this is really bad and i but i it really hit me today like there's a 
friend I am on with Facebook where he recently lost a loved one and he is basically just totally like cursing everyone and everything you know he just absolutely is devastated by this and the thing is you know you you should realize you can lose loved ones i mean that happens like people get in wrecks every day you could just on the next time you go out you know down the street you could get in a wreck you know and it should be something that you have already thought about it should be something that you should already have in your mind how would i react you know a long time ago actually you know some of some of the trips have brought this up too but it's like what if you know your loved one dies how are you going to react knowing ahead of time could really really make a big difference it can make a big difference for everybody around you as well imagine you know that you have a significant other and a child you know and the significant other goes on you know passes away or something like that or is in an accident or whatever imagine if you are sitting there throwing a fit and you are sitting there cursing god and cursing everybody else and and if you're doing that and your child sees that how do you think that's going to affect them versus if you sit there and are strong and know that everything's all right everything's going to be fine we're here on this limited limited earth and the next place that we go to is going to be <laughs> unlimited you know how much better off is your child going to be if you can you know enforce your beliefs and your values and bring them forward and stand up and be courageous and you know i mean sure it hurts and everything like that i understand that i'm not saying i'm not i'm not saying be heartless i'm not saying you know you shouldn't you shouldn't care cuz obviously you should obviously you know you are going to hurt it's going to feel horrible but you know but you can react better you can be in control you know and you can put forth an image of something better and that is going to have a significant effect on somebody like your child if something like that comes up so anyways these are things this is this is part of being spiritual this is being spiritual it's not <laughs> we're going to go back to the beginning here it's not coming up with laws of what you should and shouldn't do no it's it's something so much bigger and grander and more grounded too because it has actual effects in your life it's not just this i'm going to follow this rule that is that somebody told me to follow and expect you know the world around me to change no the the change is going to come from when you actually believe in something and you hold firm to a value and that value is actually affecting the world because you're deciding that I'm going to follow this value 
of mine and I'm not going to break it. You know, that's, that's being spiritual, you know, that's not being, you know, this, this wishy-washy Christian or this hypocrite Christian. That's not being this fundamentalist. That's being a real Christian, you know, or if, you know, like I said, you know, I know some of my listeners, you know, believe in other things buddhism or whatever you know it's the same thing it's like whatever spiritual practice you decide to follow you know it's not none of if if your spiritual practice is about following some written rules it's not going to lead to anything magical or growth wise it's not going to change the world right the real religion that's going to change the world is going to be one that is going to be of values of you know actually making uh real changes in your life in your heart you know and uh and sticking to them because you believe in it because you really believe that it is going to work you know and you're willing to stand up against horrible horrible things that are coming your way and you're like if i really believe in this and i stand up then I know everything's going to be okay in the end, you know? And that's what that's what people like Jesus and that's what people like Moses did, you know? Moses stood up against the Pharaoh and said, hey, you know, you, what you're doing to my people is not right, you know? And so, you know, he was willing to risk himself to put forth his values. And in the end, right, that's who they say God's, you know, God's on the side of these people that put forth their values you know these values and uh stick to their guns and so it's the same thing with jesus and and jesus got crucified for it too you know and so maybe you have to you know you might have to do something (laughs) something like that i know it sounds horrible but you know you might have to decide like i said in that in that example i gave earlier of the post-apocalyptic family versus you starving you know, it might mean your death to hold on to your values, but that is worth so much more because when you get to the next world, you know, if there is, and I don't know if there's going to be or not, but if, if there is questioning or, or judgment of some kind, then you can always sit there and say, I know I stuck to my guns and I did what I felt was right and you know, no one can say, no one can say anything against that. It's like, that's like the most powerful thing that you can, you can do. You can sit there and you can say, like, I did, I, I stuck to my guts and, you know, I stuck to what I believe and I stuck to what was in my heart. So that's being spiritual. <laughs> so I hope that made sense. Sorry, I got a little preachy there, you know, talking about the crystals and everything, right? talking about symbols talking about posters and psychedelic art psychedelic art's really neat you know and everything like that but is it really spiritually growing you you know are you really becoming a better person are you is your life actually changing um just by posting some psychedelic art or some chakra you know (laughs) posters up on your wall i have this you know i have this example my sister actually recently moved out of her her um her duplex and she had a roommate and the roommate had a bunch of stuff like that had these uh 
these chakra uh, posters, and she just... I, I get the feeling she had no idea what they were. You know, it's like, like you know, you sit there and you want to put forth an image there, like saying that you're spiritual. But is it working in your life? Is your is your life really, you know, getting better? Can people actually see it? Now, I'm not saying your life getting better. Once again, this goes back to it's not getting your life's not getting better if you're getting more money. You know, your life's getting better. If you're actually happier, more at peace, you know, if the people around you are happier and are more at peace and are, you know, like they just, you know, your your values, if your values are being pushed forward and if your values are showing results, you know, that's that's where you'll see if it's if it's real or if it's not. Not if you're getting money. If you're, <laughs> money's money's made up, and uh, <laughs> if you're working for money, you know it. It's funny. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say before we get off here, and I, I guess I kind of finished off about a minute ago. But the last thing I'll say is basically, the citizens of the United States could collapse the government in a single day, right? All people have to do is not pay their taxes this year, right? If you come up, if everybody if everybody in the United States just didn't pay their taxes, just the government would instantly collapse. Instantly. You know, they wouldn't be able... You know, you sit there and you think, well, the IRS can come take money from people. It's like the workers at the IRS are not going to work if they're not getting paid. And they're getting paid by the government. <laughs> so if the government has no money to pay the IRS workers, the IRS workers are not going to go out and get money. That doesn't make any sense, right? No, it's going to be an instant... It would be an instant shutdown and collapse. If you, if everybody just picked up and decided, hey, money is not worth whatever you know the government decides money is worth. No, you can go out there and see it's businesses and it's people that have decided to maintain that value for that money it could instantly instantly be torn down if people just agreed to do it and you could just go with anything else you could just say anything else is of value you know you could say furs you know blankets pillows you could say crops and food that's a value and money is no longer of any value and so then just people could just start trading stuff like that you know Art, art is a value, or start trading just stuff, you know, stuff for stuff. You gotta make stuff and then give it to somebody else, and they'll give you something else that's also a value, you know. And so you just, if you can go that route and you can ignore money, because money is nothing more than a middleman, right? It's made up. It's literally just made up numbers. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm getting a little bit into that. So, thank you all for listening. Uh, gonna get off here now like i said merry christmas you know looking forward to the the new year uh thanks everybody for everybody that just listens through these whole episodes if you're still listening right now thank you so much i do have listener support turned on and um the link is in the description if you guys would like to help out in any way that'd be really appreciated you know no obligation i do get paid a little bit of money from the ads so um but just if you'd like to so thank you guys very much. You guys have a good night. Merry Christmas.